Welcome to the Weekend Entertainment Edition of the Literature and Film Podcast, a.k.a. The We Laugh. Our mission is to inform you of the latest entertainment choices for the weekend ahead, either at the cinema or streaming at home. And now, from a remote location on the East Coast, in the heart of Flying Bull Productions Studios, your host, Richard Lusk and Ryan Bull. ready yeah man all right then uh it's time to welcome you to episode 193 of the laugh podcast this is a we laugh for the november 4th weekend it's what we call the weekend entertainment edition and uh this is the first weekend in november the box office is is finally gearing up for the winter push well yeah and then like awards yeah awards consideration we're starting to get some blockbusters coming out Mm -hmm. Uh, A-list Sept- movies. September and October were a little thin, but I think from now on, now through the end of the year, there's something every weekend for us to There's one weekend, about. though, where there's only one release coming up towards the end of November, which I thought was weird, because we just talked about last week's Inferno, which was mm-hmm. a single release. Yeah, Thanksgiving throws some stuff off, but there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, two big films this week for us to talk about, and then a family fun flick. Are you going to try to compel me to see one of these two, or do I get to choose myself? Yeah, you need to get excited about Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, an animated film from DreamWorks Animation. It stars the voice talents of Justin Timberlake, Zoe Deschanel, and Anna Kendrick. Uh, based on the toy line of Trolls that I'm sure you collected <laughs> as a child. Isn't this just Smurfs the musical? Yeah, but with Trolls instead of Smurfs. I, I don't like musicals. This is the first DreamWorks animation musical since 1995's Prince of Egypt. Oh, really? We were just talking about that in class today. Yeah, they haven't done a musical in a long time. I mean, but if you got Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick, don't you have to sing some songs? Well, yeah, I think they're brand new songs written for the movie. Do you know what the budget on this was? No. $120 million. Wow. This will do well. It'll do well. And this will do well overseas, I bet. Because aren't trolls... Like they're originally universal. Dutch or something. I mean, they're, I thought they were invented by someone in Europe, and they've been a yeah. cultural mainstay. Yeah, I saw that. I think that movie Troll Hunter is set in Denmark. So yeah, so but I, I don't think they're. I think they're different trolls. But it's that there's not much out in theaters right now to take the little ones to to dump them off in and go watch these one of these other movies that start doing your Christmas shopping. Are you trying to say that this might win the box office? No. Okay. No, I think this makes twenty million. I just thought I'd rather get this done with, because sometimes we go really? through the the third film, the the least popular pick early on. So You're just trying to do an ironic. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think this wins. I could see this coming in second place. Okay. I um, don't know how many theaters it's in, but it is popular family fair. It, it'll be in all majors. Justin theaters. Timberlake is the last movie song. Uh, he sang the last movie song that I really liked two years ago. Uh, Dear Mr. President from Oh uh, Inside Lou and Dave. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, uh, talented. I don't think either of us is going to see this, and I think we're going to be splitting on the big two films coming out. Uh probably the film that's going to win the box office. Sorry, made eighty five million worldwide. This is Doctor Strange, starring mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch, Chuatel Ejiofor, Rachel McAdams, Mads Mikkelsen, Tilda Swinton. This is the fourteenth Marvel film from Marvel Studios. Are you excited? Batman meets Inception. That's what it looks like <laughs> to me. 
Well, this is the first uh, magic superhero movie. Doctor Strange is a former neurosurgeon who's in a horrible car accident. His hands get crushed. He loses the use of them. So he travels to Tibetan monks or something and learns the mystic arts of magic. I think it's funny that some people are all worried about Marvel moving into the realm of the supernatural, given that Thor and Hulk and radioactive spiders aren't necessarily grounded in realism. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not that big of a leap. To now have a guy that can manipulate the world and the magic world. I know a lot of consideration was given when uh, Elizabeth Olsen played Scarlet Witch. How will we you know, deal with this? How do you bring in yeah. magic and have it going up against you know, Iron Man and all of this technology? I guess they're and, limited. And just to keep it from looking cartoony. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. the early reviews on this film are pretty positive. I know. I saw that. That made me... This doesn't get you excited? No. Don't you, you know how watch? I feel about superhero movies, man? I like the idea that Marvel's cho- choosing a director here that's grounded in idea, like that sort of genre, maybe. Uh, who is it? Uh, Scott Derrickson, who did Sinister and The Exorcism of Emily Rose, right? The movie Two Eyes Staring. Those are genre horror movies that... I mean, if if he if he's able to bring his own aesthetic mm-hmm. to the film, then that could make it uh, a little bit more special yeah. than it, normal Marvel movies. But I don't know. Maybe they've, they've if they tamped him down and changed it and made it into a Marvel movie, then I don't know if I really like it that much. They're pretty good at finding uh, talented directors. Taika Watiki. Yeah, uh, Scott. Uh, Derrickson also did The Day the Earth Stood Still, the Keanu Reeves film, which visually they said was very impressive, and Doctor Strange, they're saying, is visually a very impressive film. I don't know if I can take it all, though, Mr. Bull. So, I mean, I, I, honestly, honestly... Aren't you excited that not only do we get one Benedict in this movie with Benedict Cumberbatch, we get two? Benedict Wong is in this movie, and do you know the name of his character? Wong! Oh, wow. He's sort of typecast. I mean, and this is only... Uh, Five minutes shy of two hours, so you're not going to be at the theater too long. You know, it doesn't feel bloated. So you're telling me it's almost two hours? It's almost I two like hours. I say five minutes shy. It, it's glass half full. Well, with so many superhero films and these action movies going two and a half hours, they get too bloated. This seems like it is fit and trim. It, there's not a whole lot of flab on this All right, one. you know my main criticisms against superhero movies are the fact they go too big too huge and I, I don't really like those the ones that i have liked are ant-man which goes small <laughs> yeah, about as small ironically as you go. <laughs> and uh, uh captain marvel uh the captain marvel versus or no captain america captain america versus uh thor what was the last one captain, captain america, america civil war civil war brought yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah, every yeah, single yeah. superhero it could but it went small it started big <laughs> and it went small and it ended up with something smaller it okay, wasn't yeah. the fate of the world or the fate of the universe or you know the whole all realm of supernatural two guys know. punching it out at the end two of guys the punching yeah. it out at the end of the film actually i like that inversion of of uh you know can you know the idea of dealing with superhero movie and what that brought to the in terms of originality i i don't know i i don't feel like this is going to be original in that sense and it's and when they go big like that, I, I it just it grates me, and you know uh, it does. So all right, so I can't convince you to go see Doctor yeah, Strange. Go see, yeah. Make the case for your pick of the week. Though. Well, I, there's no reason not to see Hacksaw Ridge. At some point, you're going to see it, so you might as well see it as soon as possible, right? 
and go see. Uh, make go a see little Dr. bit stronger of an argument right. before I capitulate. <laughs> this is uh, Mel Gibson's comeback movie. It's one that's receiving uh, uh, applause, uh, standing ovations all around the world at festivals, movie festivals, and whatnot. It stars Andrew Garfield, Spider Man, former, <laughs> as a. Uh, Private First Class Desmond D. Doss, who won a Congressional Medal of Honor without ever firing a weapon. He refused to bear arms. So he didn't want to uh, accept the Second Amendment, even as a soldier. He uh, was ostracized by his fellow soldiers, but he goes on to earn their respect for bravery. Uh, apparently, I don't want to spoil anything, but he, by the end of the movie, everybody's pretty much moved to uh, cheers and applause and... and mm. They are hailing the comeback of Mel Gibson, probably our best living movie director, n- not named Christopher Nolan or uh, the Spielberg. Yeah, I like him a lot better than Spielberg, actually. That, I don't think that there's a bad Mel Gibson movie that he directed. Man Without a Face? I like that movie. I do. I like movies about guys, characters in isolation. Uh, uh, okay. But you can name half a yeah. dozen Spielberg movies that aren't that great. I mean, I can name that. Yeah, but he's also made 30. I mean, right. Okay. But his percentage, percentage wise, he still has the highest highs. I think Mel Gibson is a very talented director. We've already talked about how we like him as an actor. It's a shame he lost 10 years of his career. He brought it on himself. Right. But we did lose 10 years of movie making. So, arguably, half a dozen films we missed out on. This is his first time directing a film since 2006's Apocalypto. I'm very glad that he's back doing this. To me, you know, the fact that this movie is about a conscientious objector makes it interesting. The fact that it's about a Medal of Honor winner, that's amazing. Any of those guys' stories yeah, you like are the Medal fantastic. You're a big fan it's of the, the closest we get to real-life superheroes. And if you read the reports, the commendations that these guys have earned, it is staggering what they accomplished. Well, this also stars Teresa Palmer. Uh, Vince Vaughn. I mean, you know how I love Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. in dramatic roles. He was the best part of uh, South of Heaven, West of Hell, or whatever that uh, that western that we watched a few years ago. Or maybe I, you didn't watch it, but I watched it. I didn't see a western with Vince Vaughn. Oh yeah, it's got uh, <laughs> the 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 musician in it. Um, it's it was the the movie like it was it was his Citizen Kane, Kenny G. <laughs> no, no, the no, the country music music. Dwight Yoakam, Dwight Yoakam's Citizen Kane, Vincent Vaughn. He was the best part of it. Uh, right, Sam Worthington, it. Hugo Weaving. And it's got a whole slew of actors that you like. Milo Gibson. Uh, yeah, Mel <laughs> Gibson's son. <laughs> I like Milo. Uh, He'll always be Milo to me. Desmond Doss is a Seventh Day Adventist. Uh, these were holistic Christians. How many of them do you think there are in the world? Uh, 3,300. 19 million. Oh, wow. And among them is <laughs> sorry John Kellogg. Please don't all write into the show. Or, yeah, that'd get good ratings. Though. <laughs> yeah, but all of them listen. Uh, they're actually telling their their church members not to go watch the movie. Or they're, they're not saying to go watch the movie. They're saying you should make your own decisions, but they're not advocating that you go to see the movie at all. But they're not advocating you don't see it, right? <laughs> they're very, they're very uh, removed from making any sort of concrete statements about anything. This the whole conscientious object- objection to movie, uh, mm-hmm. the movie going experience. 
I was going to say you owe uh, your uh, cornflakes to the Seventh Day Adventists. You, John Kellogg was a Seventh Day Adventist, and he invented cornflakes. Or actually, I don't think he invented them, but he he uh, made them popularize them. them. All right. So delicious breakfast cereals are due to uh, Desmond Doss. You should go see the movie based on that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do the show on Hatsaw Ridge next week, I'm not going to fight you on it. Do you know what the budget for this movie is? $80 million. $27 million. Wow. Yeah, they filmed it in New Zealand and Australia, and... He actually budgeted. They budgeted it out for forty million, but he got it in at twenty-seven million based wow. on the conversion rate. That, that's awesome. So he's talked a lot about ridiculous uh, budgets, like Doctor Strange, hundred eighty million. <laughs> yeah, but there's also a ton of CGI work. Hey, I'm just saying, Mel Gibson is like attacking Marvel head-on. Yeah, I, I mean, I like that guy. Mel Gibson's probably doing a lot of stuff practically in camera when you're trying to have. I don't know, a hundred CGI artists work on something for a year. Oh yeah. And they're all making 90,000. I have no problem with big budget movies. Believe me, I'm not because it it gives more people involved. So So. it makes room for others. I'm going to save my net. So we're going to see Hatsaw Ridge. Yeah. Hatsaw Ridge. We'll review that on next week's show. Uh, I'll probably also see Doctor Strange because the Redskins are off this weekend. So it works out perfectly for me. Yeah. I can see two movies. Are we going to try to do two shows? Uh, probably not. We do have a movie. I'm not sure that we're allowed to announce it yet, but we do have a preview copy and, uh, we'll have an episode coming out on November 14th. All right. Excellent. Uh, maybe we'll announce it on next week's show, the, the film that we've gotten a hold of. Sounds good. So what are you uh, going to go to the red box and see? I'm saving my net pick well, for last. We're in a weird time of year. It's post Halloween, but it's pre-election. Ooh. So I thought I would come down in the middle and recommend people go rent the purge three election year. <laughs> Have you seen this? I did see it. Did you see two? I did see two. I saw one. Oh, well, you missed the whole important part of the trilogy. Uh, I know. I have to go back and watch two. Maybe I'll watch that this weekend as well. Is she a replica of Hillary Clinton? No, no, no. This is a politician's running for president, and it looks like she could win, and her platform is she wants to get rid of the purge, so all the purge leaders uh, plot to murder her, and she runs around with uh, crossbones from the Marvel films. The guy who blows himself up at the beginning of Civil War. Spoiler okay. alert. Not literally crossbones from the Marvel films. It's some other guy. Yeah. Isn't he like Secret Service guy or something? Yeah, he's okay. Secret Service in this. So, you know, lots of killing, lots of purgy type stuff. How does it compare to the original Purge? Uh, it's different. This is more action. You like it? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, if you like the Purge films, hopefully this is the conclusion to the series. It's fine, and I think it can get you over your post-Halloween slump and get you excited about the election next week. Which is more horrific, the election or Halloween? Oh, definitely the election Yeah, this week. year anyway. Yeah, th- this is one to go down the record book. So that's my red box pick. What could you go and stream? All right, Mr. Bull, this is for you. <laughs> this is definitely for you. I actually heard this on the, uh, oh, one of the podcasts, one of the movie podcasts I listen to, the, the sound effects guy for Adam Carolla talks about it. Uh, Film Vault, and uh, the two hosts on that saw this documentary on Netflix that uh, I thought was tailor-made for you. Have you ever heard of the video game Nibbler? Yeah. All right. This is The movie is called Man vs. Snake, the long and twisted tale of Nibbler. Nibbler was famous uh, in 1984 for being the first game that you could score a billion points on. And... It actually turns over, and you can score a billion points. Now, there's a guy who actually accomplished that in 1984 on a single quarter 
this kid, who was probably 15 at the time, uh, unfortunately named Tim McVeigh. Oh, yeah. Not the <laughs> Not Tim. the Tim McVeigh. Not but, Timothy McVeigh. No, but they have Tim McVeigh Day in Ottumwa, Iowa, based on this accomplishment. He got a civic day named after him, presented him with the key to the city, and uh, now 25 years later, they found out that some other guy, this Italian guy, may have beaten that score. Ooh. So the guy goes into trading, and he's going to go back, and he's going to he's going to beat the record. He wants to go back and 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 uh, and reaccomplish this feat, which has never been accomplished except they thought this one time by him. And then apparently there's this other guy out there. He wants to nab the nibbler. He wants to nab the nibbler. He wants to nibbler is a tale or a, a video game where the uh, a snake has to go through this intricate maze and get you know gobble up all these energy points. And if it ever touches itself, then you die. So it's sort of like Tron. I yeah, it, Tron and Pac-Man. The, like the a more cross of these Tron and uh, fruits or whatever you're eating, the longer your the snake longer gets. the snake gets. So, yeah. yeah. So you have to constantly try to avoid this snake. And uh, I don't know if you've ever saw the movie King of Kong. A lot of the same people are in this movie. Billy Mitchell's one of them. Ooh. The the King of Kong, the aforementioned King of Kong, and then the the guy that ran uh, the I think they're called Galaxy City. Uh, the, the, this, this guy, Walter Day, he keeps track of all the records for video games, these retro games. Uh, his name is Walter Day and he, he plays a big part in this. So. Is it the same people that did King of Kong? Uh, no, I don't think so. They might've been involved a little bit, but this is Andrew Selker's first movie along with Tim Ginzey, their movie editors. They edit, uh, Westworld and, uh, they worked in Battlestar Galactica, but this is the, their first movie that they directed. There's some animation in it too that adds to the sort of comedic effect of all of it. Uh, it's it's just it's hilarious because the guy right now he's older, you know, he's in his uh, late forties or whatever, and he's he he's fallen out of shape, but he still considers himself to be like a world class athlete because of this. He won this video or he beat this video game in 1984 and he's like now he's got to get back into fighting trim and make his wife proud <laughs> it's just there's nothing about it that's not funny to hmm. use a double negative right. so it's very enjoyable it's just a pick tailor made for you man versus snake the long and twisted tale of nibbler it's on netflix my net pick of the week i like it and i'm telling you on Redbots, go rent the purge election year there are three movies coming out this weekend trolls which neither of us are going to see starring anna kendrick and justin timberlake's vocal talents uh there's the marvel film dr strange coming out starring benedict cumberbatch and finally hatsaw ridge the mel gibson directed film uh that we will have a review of on next week's show yeah. I think that about covers it so uh, thank you for joining me Eldra thank you there be dragons bye bye everybody